You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferberg, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, welcome back to the SPED Prep Academy podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer, and this podcast was created to provide special education teachers with the support and training you need to become a stronger leader for your staff and to help you become more effective and successful in your career. If special education is your calling and you are in this for the long haul, then this is the place to be. And I'm going to be right by your side, helping you learn everything you can about running a department and managing your staff. Whether you are just starting out in this field and are struggling with how to supervise and train your staff, or if you've been working in your position for a while and you just need some advice for how to begin building your department into a true team, I can help. I've created a 10-step guide to begin creating a team culture with your staff, and you can get it for free at www.spedprepacademy.com team. It includes 10 easy-to-implement steps to learn how to build the team you've always dreamed of, and I can speak from experience when I say that these 10 steps completely transformed my leadership abilities just a few short years ago. I went from feeling frustrated, burnt out, and resentful because of things like my paras were coming to school late or they were always on their phones to being highly confident in my leadership skills, knowing how to clearly communicate with my staff and building relationships that aided in high retention rates and happy paras. And I want that for you as well. So again, just go to spedprepacademy.com team and get access to those 10 steps for free. Today's topic is something I have wanted to share about since last year, but because it was new to me, I wanted to give myself more time to experience it and to live it day in and day out for a while before rushing into telling you just how awesome it is. Today's episode is all about the benefits of having a therapy dog at a school. You might be wondering, so if you're going to list the benefits, the pros, shouldn't you also do the cons? So yes, I'll talk a little bit about the downside, but really there are, they are so minimal and so easily fixable that they aren't really cons at all. And they do not tip the scale in the slightest if you're trying to weigh pros and cons. So a little history on this subject. My district has three therapy dogs who are based out of three different elementary buildings. I don't have knowledge of the process that took place or how much begging, pleading, questioning, discussion that took place during that initial agreement of getting the first one. So I can't really speak to that topic, but I imagine it took some convincing somewhere down the line. There most likely had to be some mindset shifts with building administration, upper administration, and possibly school board members. So I don't want you to think that getting a therapy dog for your school will be as easy of a process as it was for my school, but the point I want to make here is it is possible. There have been precedents set all around the country of the effectiveness of therapy dogs. So if this is something you really believe in, something you are really interested in pursuing, and you are willing to put in the work to see it through, you can get it done. So let's just start at the beginning of my journey. It was January of 2021, and the leadership team at my school found out that the second school had just gotten their dog, and we were very interested in getting one for our school. We had really been focusing on our social and emotional learning and getting curriculum and programs put into place to address SEL. So the therapy dog just seemed like another SEL initiative for our school to help our students and staff. Knowing that I would like to be the owner and handler of the dog, 
course, I had to talk my husband into it first. I began researching into what kinds of dogs make good therapy animals, and I found that doodles of all kinds kept showing up. Now, I know that there are two camps on doodles, those of us who love them and those of us who consider them to be just a very expensive mutt. For me, in addition to them being cute, calm, and gentle, I was very interested in the fact that they shed less than most dogs and that they have lower chances of causing allergy issues with kids. So once that was decided, once I decided on the Bernadoodle, I wrote a proposal to the district and the Board of Education stating the reasons for wanting the dog and the benefits it would provide to the students and staff at my school. And we'll get to those benefits in just a minute. But I made sure in the proposal to address any possible objections that someone might give in order to say no. Objections such as student allergies, students who are scared of dogs, distraction of the dog, etc. Through my research of the type of dog I wanted, I was able to dispel any naysayers' concerns. The breed I chose had a very high rating for therapy dogs and their temperament with kids was a plus. I included plans of action to address those issues, which included getting parent permission to be around the dog, learning of any student allergies to dogs, or learning of any kids who are scared of dogs. In addition, the dog had to go through socialization classes and therapy dog training to be sure that there were no signs of aggression and that the dog would respond to commands. Before introducing the dog to the students, I created a video presentation with information about how to behave with the dog and just some basic information about the dog itself and what it would be used for. Then during fall conferences, we shared the video with parents and had them complete a questionnaire about their child's allergies and their comfort level with dogs. Total out of 400 some students, we had about 15 parents say that their child had allergies and two or three who said that their child was scared. We had the school nurse discuss the allergy issues with the parents, and we had the school counselor and the school social worker discuss the fear issues, and as of today, there have been no problems with allergies caused by the dog, and we have only one little girl in our building who is scared of the dog. Now, there should always be a plan of action for those kids who are scared. The handler needs to be very careful not to force a child to be around the dog or to tell them that they shouldn't be scared. That being said, one of the most powerful ways to reshape a fearful behavior response is by providing a positive peer behavioral model. In other words, watching the other kids pet and hug the dog and safely interact with it will help the child to become more curious and to not see the animal as a threat. But everything should be done on the child's own timeline. Once the dog started at the school last October, I took him around to each classroom and introduced him to the kids. The students were able to give him treats and ask any questions they had. He showed off his tricks, and he quickly became everyone's favorite animal. After the first few months, the newness of having a dog in the building wore off, and he is just now seen as a permanent fixture within our school. So let's talk about those benefits I mentioned earlier. There are so many benefits of having therapy dogs in the classroom, and like I said earlier, the negatives are few and far between. So I'm going to divide the benefits into three sections, the physical benefits, the cognitive benefits, and the social and emotional benefits. There have been multiple studies done on the physical benefits of therapy animals. The American Journal of Critical Care, the American Journal of Alzheimer's, and John Hopkins University, just to name a few, have studied the effects of therapy animals, and they all say basically the same thing. Therapy dogs have shown to reduce blood pressure and improve overall cardiovascular health. They provide physical stimulation and assist with pain management, and in some cases can even help to reduce the amount of medication some people need. 
They also help reduce stress and anxiety. Petting a dog triggers our bodies to lower stress hormones and to increase the release of hormones such as serotonin and oxytocin, the ones that create feelings of happiness and love. For children with autism, a therapy dog has helped to increase vocabulary and speech production. And for those students who have a hard time bonding with human interaction, the animal provides a calm partner. Therapy dogs not only have a positive effect on physical well-being, they also have an influence on cognitive development. Interacting with therapy dogs improves students' reading skills, it stimulates memory and problem-solving skills, and it even optimizes executive functioning skills. In addition, the presence of a dog in an educational setting seems to support concentration, attention, motivation, and relaxation to allow for more effective learning and performance. Within the special education department, students are able to learn responsibilities and help with the care of the therapy dog. Children who are anxious to come to school now have something to look forward to. The dog's presence has helped to bring out the best in students who are more comfortable working on skills when he is in the classroom. I even have students who were uninterested in working who are now getting all of their work completed quickly so that they can earn the opportunity to give the dog a treat. But perhaps the greatest benefit of therapy dogs in the classroom is the effect on students' social and emotional development. Dogs provide their services as a friendly companion who is a good listener and one who makes no judgments. Children bond easily with these gentle creatures, helping them feel more connected and confident. This leads to a reduction in negative behavior and aggression. Therapy dogs help to calm students who are anxious and crying, and they increase the overall morale of the building. A therapy dog promotes greater self-esteem and focused interaction with other students and teachers by decreasing anxiety, dramatically increasing positive moods, easing social isolation and helping children learn social skills, and increasing responsibility. In addition, a therapy dog can be highly useful for times of crisis or trauma, like the death of a classmate or a school shooting. Having a specialized therapy dog team with training and crisis response provides valuable grounding opportunities to those impacted by a crisis. Trusting a dog can feel more natural than trusting a person, especially in times of high stress. The dog can provide an escape or a happy distraction. It can also act as a catalyst in therapy sessions to break the ice or to reduce resistance to therapy. So those are just some of the many, many, many benefits that dogs provide to humans, but I promised to cover some of the drawbacks. The allergies and the fear of dogs are the two biggest drawbacks, but in addition to those, one big concern is the cost of the therapy dog and resources that animal-assisted therapy requires. If your district is not wanting to pay for the training, it would be up to the handler to get them trained, which, depending on where you live, could get expensive out of pocket. It would also be the responsibility of the handler to pay for the dog itself. This can be easily fixed by getting a rescue animal and then sending them through the training to ensure that there are no unforeseen issues with the dog's personality. There's also training needed for the human who will be the handler to the puppy. In addition to this, the dog needs to be fed, housed, and kept healthy. And all of this maintenance needs to be considered when taking on this big responsibility. Another thing to remember is that a dog will need to be on a schedule. Bathroom times will have to be scheduled throughout the day, which could cause a burden to some. And then one last item which needs to be considered is liability. As good-mannered and as sweet as a therapy dog may be, they are an animal. Something could trigger them and they could snap. So you need to have a plan of how will this be addressed in the case of an incident and does insurance at school cover them. 
Like I said, though, there are solutions to all of these so-called cons, and the benefits, in my opinion, far, far outweigh any possible cons. In fact, I believe in therapy dogs so much that it's hard to believe that some people may not support therapy dogs in schools. And if people are not on board, it may not be an issue that you're willing to fight. But if you are ready to tackle this topic and you know that this is something that you can really see as a benefit for your students and your school, I do have a product in the TPT store called Therapy Dog Implementation Guide to help you get started. It includes a proposal letter, a sample schedule, the letters and releases sent home to the parents, the expense protocol that my district adopted, and a risk assessment. If you have any questions as you move forward, just email me at jennifer at spedprepacademy.com. I would love to be able to make this a reality for you and your students. Thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell just by listening to this show that you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am, and you want to grow into an amazing educator. And I'm here for it. I'm here for you, and I am so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast and want to share it with friends, go ahead and screenshot an image of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review. They give an instant boost to my ego and they help others find the podcast as well. And then make sure you're following me on Instagram. I love to use that platform to add a little humor to our crazy days, as well as to provide you with motivation to get through the tough days, training on all sorts of topics that we need to know, and just overall support for what you do. You can find me on Instagram at Sped Prep Academy, and I've recently got into making some reels. They are way out of my comfort zone, but they are so fun to make. So make sure you check that out. If you liked what you heard today and realized you have found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day and I'll catch you on the next episode.